Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another State of the Market update on the Home A Loan podcast, where we talk everything related to mortgages and home buying. I'm your host, Matt Gare, NMLS 1549221, Equal Housing Lender. Today, we're going to cover a couple of things. We're going to talk about what's been going on with interest rates for the past week. We are going to follow up on my critique of Freddie Mac's interest rate survey from last week's episode. And we're also going to talk a little bit about the wild reporting and social media stuff out there about mortgage, interest rates, and credit scores, the new changes to LLPAs. So buckle up. Uh, This is a good one with some good information for you. Let's start with rates. The past week has seen interest rates moving up and down within a defined range that we're seeing uh, more or less on either side of six and a half percent on average for a 30-year fixed rate conventional loan. No meaningful long-term moves in either direction, just a little bit of back and forth within a range. The data that's driving interest rates, again, this is mostly inflation and jobs data, is struggling to make up its mind about what's happening. For example, we've got last week's GDP print that shows GDP down. That suggests declining inflation. But we've got other data lines, such as this week's manufacturing data. Uh, New orders for manufacturing are up, and that suggests maybe some persistence in inflation. Jobless claims, unemployment, also increased, but they are lower than forecast numbers. So again, we've got data that says Declining inflation is there, but the rate at which it's declining is not what the Federal Reserve Bank would like to see. And barring something unforeseen, it looks like we're going to kind of just stick in this range more or less until these data points can start to align. That being said, and speaking of unforeseen, there's other stuff out there that can really drive mortgage rates, especially in the short term. First Republic Bank is next on the docket. Yeah, they're going under. Um, I do want to emphasize to folks that uh, my opinion is This is not indicative of huge risk across the entire banking sector. First Republic Bank was on the list of banks that looked like they were going to go under right at the beginning, along with Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. They just managed to hang on a little bit longer. They got some money from some other big banks that kept them afloat temporarily. It wasn't enough. It didn't stop things. Um, And so the Federal Reserve Bank is intervening. Looks like they'll be coming part of a larger bank, probably Chase Bank. Okay. Short recap there. Average 30-year fixed rate loans are in the ballpark of 6.5% national average, give or take a little bit, and they're moving a little bit up and down every day. I do want to remind you, this is just an average rate. It's not a quote of the rate that you personally can get today. If you do want to get a mortgage and get an accurate rate quote, keep in mind that they are different for everybody based on numerous factors. And speaking of rates being different for everybody, Oh man, if you've been watching the news recently or if you've been spending a lot of time on social media, you've probably seen a headline that went something like mortgages now give better interest rates to people with low credit scores. Oh boy. Yeah, wow. Uh, okay, so these these headlines are super deceptive. I want to talk a little bit about what's true and what's not because I am seeing some terrible terrible reporting out there. And I mean, this is on major, major news. CNBC had a segment that was not great. Um, Fox News had some stuff out there that was not great. So it's it's out there. It's not great. Uh, and social media, of course, is, is taking it to the extremes of how, how terribly you can misreport something. So there is one point that I cannot hammer home hard enough. A better credit score will result in a better interest rate and or lower fees on a mortgage in 100% of scenarios. 
there is no scenario in which having a lower credit score will get you a reduced fee or a better rate on a mortgage. Lower credit scores will always harm the terms of your mortgage loan. Okay, I hope I've made that very, very clear. What's driving me insane is I have seen multiple, I'm using air quotes here, real estate professionals. <laughs> I've seen multiple of these professionals advising people on social media to max out their credit cards in order to intentionally lower their credit score so that they can then apply for a mortgage and get a better rate. It doesn't work that way please, oh my gosh, please don't intentionally trash your credit thinking you're going to get a better deal on your mortgage. And if you are going to trash your credit, certainly don't do it with ultra high interest rate debt. Man, intentionally maxing out your credit cards thinking you're going to get a sweet deal on a mortgage is like the worst financial advice you can get. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what's actually happening. There have, in fact, been some changes to how credit scores impact your mortgage interest rate. These are called LLPAs, that's an acronym. It means loan level pricing adjustment. Essentially what it is, is there's a baseline interest rate that nobody gets. And then you add on to that for a, any number of factors. So your credit score, your down payment, the property type, these are all examples of things that influence the interest rate that you actually get. And those are called LLPAs. The grid for the combination of credit score and down payment has changed. Uh, and that change has been in effect for a little while. So <clears throat> If you have a very good credit score, it's not benefiting you as much as it did previously. And if you have a lower credit score, you are not being penalized on the interest rate or fees as much as you were before. So the gap in terms of interest rate between high score and low score borrowers is smaller than it once was. But again, having a better credit score will get you a better interest rate 100% of the time when you're getting a mortgage. So do keep that in mind. The other thing that we're seeing out there is that they're reporting that the start date of these changes is May 1st. That's not, that's not accurate. What it is, is it's, it's impacting loans that are delivered to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac on or after May 1st. What does delivered to Fannie Mae mean? Well, you go to your loan officer, you apply for a loan, you find a house, you get under contract, you lock your rate, whatever. Loan process gets finished. After closing, that loan is going to get sold on the secondary market, oftentimes to a company like Fannie Mae. And that sale takes place, you know, anywhere from one week to four weeks after closing in most cases. Well, when it gets sold to Fannie Mae, it's been delivered. Okay. So that loan was delivered to Fannie Mae, but it was locked in. The interest rate was locked in probably what? I don't know, six, eight weeks prior to that. So these interest rate changes are things that we have seen in effect for weeks for most lenders and for some lenders for, you know, two, three months. This is not a new change. Okay. So that's what's going on with LLPA changes. The other thing that I wanted to touch on today um, in last week's episode, I critiqued Fa Freddie Mac's interest rate survey. I said it was flawed in its methodology, but I didn't really bother to explain that. So I had a couple people call me out on that and say, hey, if you're going to if you're going to talk that smack, you got to explain why. So let, let's explain why I don't like the Freddie Mac interest rate survey and why I think it promotes inaccurate information. So first of all, how does it work? So what they do is that every lender, when they take an application, we run this application and all of the data points through a system called AUS, Automated Underwriting System. Fannie Mae has one, Freddie Mac has one. You run the application through and it spits out a recommendation. Yeah, you should probably approve the loan or no, probably don't approve the loan. 
<clears throat> and that influences a lot of what we do in the mortgage world. Freddie Mac is taking whatever interest rate is typed in and shot into that AUS, okay? And so there's a couple issues with how they're doing this. First of all, number one, it's outdated. They're collecting information on AUS between Monday and Wednesday of the previous week. They're reporting it on a Friday. And by the time you see it in CNN or wherever you're getting your news, it's a week old, maybe 10 days. <clears throat> and so data in terms of mortgage interest rates that's seven to 10 days old, that's really old right now in a world where we have a lot of volatility in rates. So <clears throat> even if it's accurate, it's out of date. But it's also not accurate. And why is that? Because again, they're just using whatever interest rate a lender types in and runs through automated underwriting. It's not actual interest rates. Sometimes it is, but not always. For example, when you come to me for a loan and you fill out an application, I'm going to run you through AUS with an interest rate that's about half a percent higher than actual interest rates. And the reason that I'm going to do that is because I want to build in cushion. If rates go up before you get under contract, we want to know you can still buy a house. Or maybe for one client, I'll run multiple scenarios through underwriting. Maybe I'll run it at 5%, 6%, 7% just to see what different options look like. None of those are rates that someone's actually getting. But Freddie Mac is reporting it as if it is an actual interest rate. And that's not the case with everything that goes through that system. And then the other real major flaw is that they do not account for points. And when I say points, that's a fee that you pay upfront in order to get a better interest rate on your mortgage permanently. Freddie Mac has actually come out and openly stated that their opinion is points make no difference on the interest rate you get. And that's insane to actually say that on record. If you pay, for example, one point, which is a 1% fee, your interest rate is going to be better. That is a hard fact. So you pay a fee, your interest rate improves. Now, does paying the fee, is that justified? Maybe, maybe not. That's not what we're here to argue. But the fact is, is that if you pay a fee, you get a better rate. And Freddie Mac is just ignoring that entirely. So that's all I've got for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I hope you'll consider giving us a positive review if you like what we're doing. If you have feedback, if you have stuff that you want to hear from us, maybe some suggestions on what we might cover next please reach out. I really want to hear from you. You'll find all of my contact information in the episode description. And with that, we'll wrap things up. I hope you're having a great day and that you have a safe journey home. Mm -hmm.